over the past few weeks, I've been bringing out topics that have seemed to bring out a little conflict and division amongst the body of Messiah. People have seemed to feel that they need to defend their stance on doing many things. I've had one person tell me I'm too doctrinal and that I just need to use common sense in understanding Messiah. But the scripture says, lean not on your own understandings, but trust Yah with all your heart. And that's what we do. We lean on the word and we follow the word. We abide in the word and how he taught us in his word. And so as I've spoken on in other videos, when you do this, there does become a separation with those that doesn't really read his word, but just follow traditions and thoughts of men. And we're separating from that. So people are feeling uncomfortable about these topics that I've been led to bring up. People are feeling attacked, even though they weren't. There are a lot of different feelings going around, and I am mindful of what has been happening. The easy thing for a person in my position to do is to fall back a little and make people feel more comfortable. And I believe that's probably what the enemy is trying to do with all these attacks. I'm sure that's what pastors in the churches do after they preached a message and saw a lot of their congregants just get up and leave. The next message they probably preached would be to make everyone relax a little bit and feel more comfortable with them. But this isn't that type of ministry. I am not led here to make the body of Messiah feel complacent and comfortable. Father has led me to break chains and call out wickedness. And that's what I'm going to do. He led me to expose false doctrines and proclaim his truths. He led me to tell all that will hear that there is no time for people to rely on their milk as babes any longer. We must all mature and take in solid food. We all need to grow stronger in him. We need to grow our relationship with him. We need to be reading our words diligently and daily. We need to follow him with purpose and with trust. We must not lean on our own understandings. As we move closer to the event that will bring in real change in this world, Father has placed an urgency on me to proclaim his truths more boldly and pronounced. He has placed a boldness in me that is not about playing any games with anyone. If you think that I'm about division within the body, I want to tell you that you are correct. I am not sugarcoating these things. Division is what is needed right now. Separation is what is needed right now. This is not a one world religion where for the sake of unity, we just accept many different types of doctrines. There should be unity in the body, but it must be centered around his word. And for many, the reason why there's division is because you're not reading it. Since the death of the Queen of England, I've watched confusion by the enemy grow at massive length. When the Queen died, I saw all these services for her done in the name of Jesus. Grant this, O Heavenly Father, for Jesus Christ's sake. And the promises made to us in Jesus Christ our Lord. These are the words of hope expressed and centered around Jesus, who died and rose again. And it was something that provoked me greatly, because I thought of the many people who had no spiritual discernment to recognize that who these people were calling on was not who the Bible they were reading was referring to. Those church services in England, where these Masonic clergy leaders with Masonic titles like Most Reverend Leo or Very Reverend Professor David, these are all Masonic titles. We had all these men leading church services, using scripture and praying in the name of Jesus. If you don't understand why those titles are Masonic, it might be because you have never heard anyone in Freemasonry give out their title. 
they go by the title Most Worshipful Master and so on. Craziness. Those who are called reverends are generally masons. Anyways, my point is that these people are leading church services praying to Jesus. I remember Don Lemon read out Psalms 23 on air. It was just a huge usage of religion on air like I have never seen. But they are coming in the name of Jesus. And I'm certain that those without discernment would hear them and really believe that they are talking about Yahusha. And as I watched those services, my spirit was most certainly provoked. And Father said to me, that's why we're set apart. That's why he has called us out. Then we had the episode with Kanye West and all the drama that is coming with him. But he again was coming in the name of Jesus. But also bringing out another end time truth that we'll all deal with later. And of course, people flocked to him because of what he was saying and because he came in the name of Jesus. Again, not understanding their enemy. And so in these last days, it must be understood that those who serve Yah must proclaim his truths out boldly. If a doctrine or understanding is not based on truth, it must be torn down. And it is not for me to make you believe it, but it is for me to show what Yah has placed on my heart. And that is what you have been seeing over these past few months. I have been led to move in boldness of our division from this modern day religion and the imposters of our faith. And so it is possible that in these messages, you may feel provoked, but that is not always a bad thing. You don't have to take my word for anything. I keep saying that. I just have a message. If it challenges you, take it to Father in prayer and let him guide you with what you are to do with it. But that is not what people are doing. They want to walk in their flesh. I've mentioned a few times over the past few weeks that there is a separation of the wheat and tares happening. And though I've mentioned it in different videos in the past, I want to make sure that this is thoroughly understood. Because make no mistake, there is division happening. And all of us, me included, want to be on the right side of it. We want to be wheat and not tares. We want to be counted amongst his righteousness. We want to walk in his power. So we must understand what he has said about these times and about the separation that he will bring. So I want you to understand the division that is happening and that I promote. And I want you to be ready and on the right side of it. Let's begin. So when we hear about division and separation, it can often throw us off guard if we haven't been reading the word and focusing on our walk with Messiah. The world right now is all about preaching a message of unity and that unity will not fully come until the anti-Messiah comes. But what everyone says is let's focus on the things that brings us together and get rid of the things that divides us. While followers of Messiah are on the complete opposite and we're speaking of our separation, we want to be separate. We want there to be a clear distinction between us and them. And we can see that this difference will be a major reason why believers in Yahusha will be persecuted and counted as enemies of the world and humanity when this one world government, religion, and leader is brought forth. We are against this whole world coming together thing to build this modern day Tower of Babel. We want unity, but we want this unity to be about the Most High, about His Word. We want the world to submit to Yahuwah, and recognize his power and his might. We want the world to recognize that our Messiah has already come and it is him that we must follow and unite under. We want the world to understand that we cannot walk in our own ways and our own understandings and we cannot be lawless. But we know that this will not happen until we go through the tribulation. So we must understand that belief in Messiah will bring division. 
If you do not understand that part, you need to get that. He did not come to bring peace, but a sword. Do not think that I came to bring peace on the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And the man's enemies will be those of his own household. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He who finds his life will lose it. And he who loses his life for my sake will find it. That's Matthew chapter 10 verses 34 to 39. In these last days, you really must understand your faith. It is important that you understand what you are a part of and understand the side of the battle that you're on. Messiah is love. He is patient and he is kind. He is just and he is righteous, but he is all about his father's business and about Yah receiving all the glory. But the way the world is right now, ready to praise every and anything except Yahuwah, those who are followers of Messiah should have a strong expectation of separation and division that will occur. I need to make it clear to everyone that this is an end times ministry. Since the beginning, I have been here to prepare Yah's assembly for him. And what that has to do with is breaking down lies and falsehoods. Truth is what gets us through these spiritual battles. But I will cover that soon. Again, like I said earlier, this is not a one world religion. And it is important that you understand the difference. Do you understand and know that in modern day history, this world was conquered in the name of Jesus? History shows that most of the world was conquered in the name of Jesus or Allah between the Roman Catholic Church, who later turned to the Holy Roman Empire, to the Mohammedans, who spread Islam from Spain and Portugal through Africa and what we call the Middle East, to then also the Church of England. All these conquerors and colonizers conquered the world in the name of Jesus. This is just fact. Much of the reason why the religion is so large today is not because of true faith, but because of forced conversions. The world is different now, but the stench of that influence cannot be understated. And now, there is such a difference between who it is that the world knows and believes in compared to what the Bible teaches and preaches on. And those who actually stand on the word are making sure that we are separate from them. For instance, let's be clear right now, there is a majority, a strong one, who believes this is Jesus. They believe that he is born on December 25th. They believe that he wants to unite the world in his name. They believe that we can do anything we want as long as we believe in him. But this is not the Messiah who was sent to Israel. This is Tammuz who came from Mesopotamia. There is a difference. There is a world religion forming and Jesus will be a part of it. Do we expect the Church of England and the Roman Catholic Church to drop their doctrines that they conquered the world in? Even with Muslims believing in Jesus too? They are expecting his coming too? What if I told you that after every prayer, we pray for the reappearance of Jesus? Us Muslims believe that he will be sent down by God alongside the Mahdi, the grandson of the Holy Prophet. They will come at a time when the world is filled with war, with corruption, with lies and injustice. And they will come to end this dark era and introduce an era of peace, of justice, of compassion and truth. 
This belief in their second coming is what gives me hope to fight for a better day and a better world. I don't know if you believe these three faiths are true, but I do not. So let's see. The Roman Catholic Church waiting on Jesus. Church of England waiting on Jesus. Islam waiting on Jesus. In these last days, we must use discernment and come into truth. And though these messages may be hard to hear, I am confident that all will understand soon enough. Either way, as he called us to be called out and set apart, this is what I have been led to preach and teach on. We are called to live in truth. We are not to love anything or anyone over him. We must be ready to follow after him and bear our crosses, even though that may come with division and persecution. It may come with disagreements with those you were once close with. It may mean separation from family and friends that you have always been close to. But as we move towards this time in history, our stance in Messiah will bring division, not peace. And it is very important that you understand this. This is not a world religion. And while the world is seeking to come together, we will be separating from this. And this is why there will be persecution of the saints. And the unfortunate fact is that Many of you that do not read your Bibles, but follow man's ways and man's traditions, you will support our persecution because you, again, follow man and his traditions more than you followed Yah and his word. So let's get down to it. There is a real elephant in the room when it comes to our faith. It's something that pastors should really speak on and make clear to all members. But I guess if they did this, the problem wouldn't be so big. Is nothing that should make you have fear, but it is something that you should hold on to as you grow in a relationship with the Most High. It is important that you know and understand that there is a separation between those in the true faith and those that are counterfeit. Yahusha explained it in the parable of the wheat and the tares. This parable is found in Matthew chapter 13, verses 24 through 30, and then Yahusha's explanation is found in the same chapter, verses 36 through 43. Before the end, there will be a separation between the wheat and the tares. And you want to make sure that you are a wheat and not a tear. I want you to make sure you understand this and heed this warning. Let's read it. The parable of the wheat and tares. Another parable he put forth to them saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat, and went his way. But when the grain had sprouted and produced a crop, then the tares also appeared. So the servants of the owner came and said to him, Sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have tares? He said to them, An enemy has done this. The servant said to him, Do you want us then to go and gather them up? But he said, No lest while you gather up the tares, you also uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And at the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, first, gather together the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them. But gather the wheat into my barn. Then Yahusha sent the multitude away and went into the house. And his disciples came to him saying, explain to us the parable of the tares of the field. He answered and said to them, He who sows the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world. The good seeds are the sons of the kingdom. 
but the tares are the sons of the wicked one. The enemy who sold them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are the angels. Therefore, as the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so it will be at the end of this age. The Son of Man will send out his angels, and they will gather out of his kingdom all things that offend and those who practice lawlessness, and will cast them into the furnace of fire. There will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine forth as a sun in the kingdom of their father. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. This parable is truly remarkable and is very important. It's important that you understand that we are getting close to the harvest right now. In order for you to really understand this parable, it's important that you understand what tares are. Tares are weeds that resemble wheat when young. Before they are fully grown, they are indistinguishable from wheat. They do not show that they are different until the final fruit appears when they're fully grown. It's important that you really apply this parable because the fact of the matter is that many of us have come into understanding of our Messiah because of tares. And the hard fact to deal with is that due to the influence of these tares, for many, there can be a disconnect from a true relationship with the Most High because many were following the counterfeit. So let's really analyze this parable. When Yahusha said, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sold good seed in the field, he is talking about Yahusha. Yahusha planted good seed in the world through his disciples who carried on with his teachings, showing the way, baptizing the nations and spreading the good news to those who desired to come to it. And today, all those who are following his word and living for Yah and his will are the sons and daughters of the kingdom. The field is the world, and those that follow Messiah, abide in his word and reject man's traditions are the sons and daughters of the kingdom. Now that is the good part that mostly everyone wants to understand and be a part of, of course. But here's the issue. Satan is the enemy. And while Yahusha has been waiting for his good seed to grow, the devil came into the field, which is the world, and planted his weeds amongst Yahusha's good seed. He planted weeds in the same field as the righteous. Remember, the soil is the world. The devil has planted his weeds amongst us, and it is very important to understand that. Let me explain the danger of Satan's scheme. Before the wheat and the tares are fully grown and are ready for harvest, they again, they look identical to each other. You actually wouldn't know what was what. So the danger we face is that we can be learning or trying to grow from weeds. Or what's worse, we could even be weeds ourselves. You have to understand this point about tares. They aren't easily seen and able to be identified until they are fully grown. You do not know that they are actually weeds until they're fully grown. And this is why the enemy keeps so many as babes in their faith, only able to deal with milk, not solid food, because he does not want people to really recognize where they fit in this whole thing. So the longer people can try to be a part of the faith while they lack in growth, they actually never come into the understanding that they are a weed and have been influenced by weeds. I know people that have been babes in Christ for almost 80 years and they claim Messiah, but they do not understand a thing about him and his will. It's because they are following tares and influenced by weeds. So as this parable showed, later on, as the grain started to grow in the field, 
the wheat started to grow. But all of a sudden, there are all of these weeds growing amongst the wheat. And as we have grown into a relationship with him and are now his servants, as he showed in the parable, we are asking him, wait, I don't understand. You are holy and righteous. We know you sold good seed in the world. What is going on with all these fakers? What is going on with all these people that like to claim that they love you and follow you, but they don't produce any good fruit? And Yahusha explains that this is all from the enemy. The enemy has sown weeds amongst us. And we are asking him, you want us to do something about all of them? This is ridiculous. These people are out here claiming you, saying they're singing songs of praise that are in your name. They say that they are worshiping you, but it's so false and others are following their ways of wickedness. Do you want us to go disrupt all of it? And Yahusha says no, because he doesn't want us to make the mistake of pulling out some of the wheat while we are coming at those tares. So he is allowing both the wheat and the tares to grow at the same time. And when it's time to reap the harvest, he will have them separated, because at that time, it will all be clear. Now, do you understand what he is communicating here in this parable? Because it is very important and very deep. The wheat and tares are all growing together. Or maybe it's better said, the righteous and the counterfeit are all growing together. Now, for many, it's easy to just make this in reference to the evil Satanists and devil worshippers that are present all around us. It's easy that people want to apply this characterization of weeds to the wicked, but that's not accurate. This isn't about those who are Satanists and those who are working in darkness. Understand, the tares are the counterfeit who look and act like believers. Remember, a tear is indistinguishable to wheat until they are grown. In the end, the weeds do not produce righteous fruit. If you do not look at the distinctions in this parable correctly, you can be deceived. I want you to understand this about tares, because in Christianity, we are taught to view the faith in one way. We are taught that there are believers and there are unbelievers, and our jobs are just to bring souls to Messiah, preach to the lost. So our focus is always on the unbelievers. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, but what we fail to see is that while we are doing that, we also need to be on the lookout for the weeds. And here's the deal. Because we are so close to Yah's kingdom, the wheat and the tares are finally getting grown. So hallelujah, it is easier to discern between the two. But the problem is the majority that claim the faith are really too weak to deal with the fact that there are actually tares out here and that they might actually be influenced by them. How much of your doctrine comes from tares? How much condoning do you give of the false ways of our faith that have been taught and treated because you were led by tares? Let's call out the easy ones for now. For instance, the Roman Catholic Church who started conquering the world in the name of Jesus. Do you know how much doctrine we get from them that many of us condone because it has been propped up for so long? Like I spoke about in last week's video when I spoke of Hellenization. We have learned of culture of adaptation instead of holiness, which means being set apart. We were taught tolerance instead of separation. We honor the Sabbath on a different day, and most people don't even recognize that they're honoring the Sabbath at all on Sunday. Many of us just accepting doctrines and traditions of men that we think has to do with Yah, but they don't. Then we have the Church of England doctrine that many take from and don't recognize where it has come from. When we practice that ineffable name doctrine that makes us say God and the Lord instead of saying Yahuwah, his name, which he tells us not to take in vain. So many people believe it's okay to take his name in vain. 
when you deal with the people that don't say his name but only say God, that is because most of them are following a man-made tradition that was not actually taught to them, but they just accepted. That is an influence from tears. But the sad part is that for people, instead of them recognizing that this is a doctrine of men, they justify it by saying that Yah has many names, when that is not true at all. He does not have many names. Or in this American church, politics has gone into the churches and people use the faith towards a social gospel that has nothing to do with Yah's kingdom. And they have made the doctrines of this social gospel our faith. And to them, it's all about bringing about a better world. But this better world has nothing to do with Yah's word. All these different influences from the tares. And listen, we can call them influences from tares because they're influences from the traditions of men, not according to Yah's word. But as they were growing, they might have been indistinguishable because in the beginning, they focused more on the things that were similar to Yah's word rather than bringing out the doctrines that brought their differences. But as the enemy's agenda started to grow, the differences became more clear because the fruit that was being produced was more identifiable. And this is the danger we have with religion today. There are so many weeds planted in the world. It is hard for many to identify what is actual wheat and what is actual weeds. All these different doctrines, all these false man-made traditions, all these believers who say they love him, but they side with the world more than they ever care about him. They practice the traditions of men before they ever turn to the word of Yah for justification. But they all come and teach in the name of Jesus. They all say they love Christ. They all say that they are Christians. But because the time of the harvest has not come, it has been hard for many to see the difference. But as the time of the harvest gets closer, the weeds are becoming clearer to those who have been focusing on being wheat. As we lead up into this end time harvest, it is becoming a lot easier for us to identify who are the wheat, the righteous, and who are the tares, the counterfeit. For instance, like I mentioned earlier with this prayer service for the queen, all these people praying in Jesus' name. A generation ago, this deception would have been stronger and easier to masquerade. But because we are coming into the last days, these things are able to be spotted out much easier. There are a bunch of weeds growing in the midst of the wheat. And if you just ignore it, you could be influenced by them. And you know why you don't want to be attached to it? Yahusha explains what the fate of the tares are. He said, when the angels come to gather the righteous, all those who offend and practice lawlessness will be cast into fire. There will be wailing and gnashing of teeth but the righteous will be good. And so, in the end, it's not a good thing for the weeds. So what does this all mean for all of us? Does this mean that we should all question our faith and worry about being weeds? Well, the short answer is yes. But it's not about worrying. It's about examining our faith, making sure that we are living in true submission to our Father, making sure we're reading our Bibles and applying it. It's making sure that you are not so caught up in religion and man-made traditions and man-made doctrines that you don't understand that judgment is coming for the wicked and unrighteous and you do not want to be led by them unknowingly and people are often unknowingly led by them because they follow some doctrine that they have learned by false teachers and they never read the bible to really understand what yah has been communicating and this is why i have been saying continuously and repeatedly read your bibles in full the old testament and the new this should be your main activity, the main activity for all 
who believe in Yah and are, understand that we are in the end times. There is this whole doctrine that has gone out that says, don't judge me. You don't know my faith. You can't speak about my faith, etc. Like when Kanye West came out and said he was a Christian, everyone that spoke against it were called holier than thou's and self-righteous Pharisees. But people speak like that it's because they're not recognizing that there is a parable of the wheat and tares. And this is something that Yahusha spoke of. If they actually understood this parable, then they would be expecting tares to be coming up and trying to draw them out of the faith. We should be mindful of the weeds that the enemy is planting amongst us. We must make sure that we are not influenced by them or letting their ways come upon us. And so you might say, well, what makes you wheat and not tear? The difference that you will always find between the wheat and the tares are the tares do not tell you to focus on the word and read the word. They want you to focus on their doctrines and your common sense. They want you leaning on your own understanding, how you think in your head things should be, instead of applying what the word actually says. So you can doubt whatever it is. You can doubt me. You can doubt everyone else. But you can always understand the truth if you actually pick up your Bible, read it, and apply it. We need to be very mindful about our ways of worship and who we are believing in as a follower of our Messiah, because the world today is all about preparing us to worship Satan. And the unfortunate truth is that the weeds are in the abundance. We must be very mindful of what we accept and call a part of our faith. It has to be more than just our words. If you understand the faith, we are to judge them by our fruits, not our words. It has to be more than just recognizing just words of praise that we've heard in church before. It has to be more than just outwardly appearances. Because there is a strong deception amongst us looking to deceive everyone and push everyone into false worship and false religion. And many of us are deceived by it because we are looking more for words than we are looking for fruit. For instance, I'll never forget the time when there was a shooting in Dallas and the Obamas and the Bushes had a memorial service for the police. At this service, there was an interfaith choir singing. Now, interfaith simply means many faiths. A choir of many different faiths sang total praise a song at the time which was my favorite song but they weren't singing to yah and i know that for certain because of those presidents are very much against yah but yet here they are singing a worship song that has been used in christian praise for decades and many people would attach their faith with these men because of this outward appearance but they're not using discernment or the other day a friend of mine sent me a video of this choir singing this worship song and they sang beautifully but how do I know who it is they're singing to? How do I know who's being praised and worshipped? They're saying all the right words, but not going far enough to identify who it is that they're actually singing to. And for me, one who does not want to be misled by these tares, if you worship Yah, you must proclaim his name as he has told us to, and he told us not to take his name in vain. What I'm trying to say and show is that we must use discernment. And we just can't be so openly accepting of everything and everyone because of their outly appearances and the few words that they say. And this is the reason for the video. Let's be clear here. The Antichrist, the Anti-Messiah, is rising. The Beast is rising. They are preparing him to come on stage once the world sets into their chaos. And chaos is coming. And what we see that comes along with this Anti-Messiah rising is a lot of people talking about God, but it's mostly all counterfeit. 
there's a lot of people counterfeiting our belief in Yah and they teach about him in a way that makes us think it's authentic. But what it actually is, is compromising and wicked. The wickedness is rising and we all must be very intentional of our worship of our father. You need to know that there are weeds out here and they are easier to identify if you yourself focus on growing your relationship with Yahuwah based on the seed he planted and not by the weeds that the enemy has planted in. The enemy has planted in many weeds that have grown up surrounding our faith. And at first glance, it may seem like it's genuine faith, but you must understand it's not based upon Yah, but it's upon doctrine that doesn't place Yah in the place of priority that he belongs in our lives. You have to be very careful about what is going on right now because the devil is coming with something very strong and your eyes and heart must be aware of it. Last week, I gave a teaching and as expected, there were many people that were taken back by it. I humbly asked that if you disagreed, that you prayed about it and took it up with Yah. But instead, people thought it best not to pray about it and just take it up with me. Like on my Instagram, there were just people that literally came on just to speak about me instead of speaking about the actual information that I presented. I gave a lot of information in there that I was able to see that there are untruths that needed to be spoken on. Like for instance, the claim that the New Testament was written in Greek, when it's proven that the Gospel of Matthew was written in Hebrew. People were more mad at me that I brought out that truth and exposed that lie than they were actually mad that the lie was actually told. Like, you're exposing these lies and just bringing about the vision and confusion instead of people rebuking Satan for telling lies. Yah is not the author of confusion. So if there is an untruth there, it would never be from Yah, but Satan. But instead of us focusing on Yah's truth, many of us feel it's better to just deal with Satan's lies because they're so widely accepted today. And that is a doctrine of a tear. So in understanding that, I use the scripture that is important for everyone to understand. John chapter 4 verses 23 and 24. But the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. Elohim is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. Yahusha said that the true worshipers must worship Yah in spirit and truth. So it's a very simple thing to all that love him. We must reject lies and hold up truths. We must worship him in truth. So as he unveils lies to us, it is not our job to combat the truth or fight against it. It is our job to pray about it and make sure that it's actual truth. I mean, be clear. We are in a spiritual war. Do you know what a part of our armor is? Ephesians 6.14 Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. We must stand girding our waist with truth. So if he makes this clear to us, we know there are lies and we know there are truths. It is not up for us to decide what is more important truth than others. It is not up to us to decide what truths we want to accept. Yahusha told us that the enemy has planted weeds in the field that look like wheat. And we will only notice the difference when the harvest is ready. And so we must make sure that we are standing in truth because the enemy has planted in the counterfeit, which are lies. We have been given a great deal of truth. And he has been unveiling truth in order that we are ready for him and do not resemble these tares. 
much of the fighting that has been going on against this ministry has not been against what I'm sharing. But people are actually against doing more than they think that they have to in order to please Yah, to be with Yah. So it's easier to just reject the messenger than reject the message. If Yah desires those who worship him in spirit and truth, each and every one of us who loves him should make it our business to live in truth. This is how we remove ourselves from the enemy and the counterfeit seeds that he spread. If you understand the parable of the wheat and the tares, we are not just fighting against the Satanists that spread satanic values in the secular. For many of us, we are fighting against the tares that have been influencing many of us since we were born. Many that come in the form of family and friends, longtime pastors and churches, longtime doctrines. I want everyone to know and understand something. And if you really hold on to what Yahusha said here, that you will understand how important it is to reject lies and falsehoods. In Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14, Yahusha said, Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it. Because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. If you understood Yahusha said that the gate is narrow and the way to life is difficult, you should expect challenges. You should expect that there are things that you are going to have to remove out of your way of worship of him as you start picking through the many doctrines that you grew up influenced by. Are you really that bold and proud to think that it's not possible that you might have grown up and been influenced by false doctrines? The gate which leads to life is narrow. So you can't bring in your excuses and feel that they are justified. When you argue over your translations and the fact that they did so, understand this is how the tares were planted. And over the centuries, it was not able to be seen very clearly because the harvest was not ready and the fruit was not fully produced. But we now see the fruit that has yielded. And so we now have many people preaching a doctrine of being called out and set apart. But we also have many that says we can come to him in any way that we want. You may disagree with some of these topics. And you may not be ready for some of the truths that I have revealed to you. But you should pray about it. This ministry is about preparing many for the end times and the horror and deception that is going to come with it. So many of you were not ready for COVID when it came. And even more of you will not be ready for the real change when it comes upon this world. And it's coming. The truth is what sets us free. Yahuwah desires we worship him in truth. And to fight the enemy, we must be girded in truth. So why would you fight against it? You need to be careful that you are not fighting against the God that you actually say you love. If he said the way to life is narrow and difficult and few find it, ask yourself, does it make more sense accepting more traditions and rationales that men has created and done? Or does it make more sense to reject the ways of this world and the rationales and traditions that men have created and just truly worship Yah the way he commanded his children? It is up to you what decision you make and how you worship him and serve him. But don't ever forget that the enemy is out here and he has purposely planted in his deception. And if you desire to serve Yah, you should make it your business to set yourself apart from it all and worship Yahuwah in spirit and in truth as he desires. If you follow this ministry, you are correct if you're seeing a division being created. 
The world is preparing for a one world religion and those who are Yaz will not be a part of it. All the many tares that were planted will be flocking to this one world religion and many of the words and reasons and excuses many of y'all promote and accept are all because of the tares. We will stand out and be separate. There is a division between the wheat and tares. Yahusha said himself he did not come to bring peace but a sword. So if you're looking for this unity, a broad acceptance of the traditions of men, you are in the wrong place here. This ministry is all about preparing the body for Messiah and trimming off all that excess garbage and false doctrine and lies and untruths that will help us go within the narrow gate. If you prefer to be more broad, this ministry is not for you. We will walk in power and proclaim his truths unapologetically he is calling us to him telling us to prepare for him and we will answer his call and live as one of his called out believers so for you be wheat and separate yourself from the tares be blessed hallelujah praise yah okay thanks again for watching if this has blessed you, please make sure to like it and share it with others. If you haven't done so already, please make sure you subscribe to this channel. Elohim willing, I upload every Friday. Don't forget to follow this ministry on Facebook and Instagram, as well as on my website, truthunedited.com. I really would like to give a special thank you and shout out to those who have donated and supported this ministry, especially over these last few weeks as the enemy has been coming strong against this ministry. I'm very thankful for the love of our Father, and I thank you for your obedience to his call in your heart. I'm humbled by your support, and please know I'm very thankful for you. You know who you are. I sincerely thank you. You have no idea how much your support has meant to this ministry and what Yah has been leading me to do. Thank you. Okay. Thanks again, everyone, for watching. I love you all.